Hey, 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 I'm Victoria, and you're listening to the Rookie Year Podcast, a podcast for young creatives by young creatives. Welcome to the first official episode of the Rookie Year Podcast. I am I'm so excited that this is finally out in the world. It's a thing. It's not just an idea that I had in my notion. It's not just a oh, that'd be really cool to do one day. It's actually in the world, and this is so exciting. Like I said, if you don't know me, my name is Victoria. I'm a 23-year-old social media producer and emerging or I guess aspiring creative director. And I basically started this podcast because I feel like as someone who recently graduated in 2022 and I'm looking to like connect with young creatives and network and just find resources and fun projects, etc. The list goes on. I am constantly looking for resources from my peers. I think a lot of times there are, you know, there are a lot of resources out there from people that are in various older generations than us, which are great. And I honestly love so many podcasts by a lot of creatives that are a little bit, you know, have got more time on their hands, a little bit older than me. Um, But I think when I was starting this community, I was like, or starting this podcast, I was thinking, I want to start a community for my peers. I want it to be a space where like, you know, we're inspired by each other. It's less about competition and more about like learning and growing from each other. And so each week I'll be chatting through all the different things that come with being a young creative because I think our generation is very unique in the sense that we are the digital age. So our creativity looks a lot def- different than, you know, people before us and our favorite creators, our favorite designers. Um, and yeah, I think it's just important that we all realize that we are all in this together. And so I'll be chatting. I will have friends and people that I admire and creatives that I admire that are also um, kind of in this emerging young creative space. Um, and I'm really excited to get started. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is very near and dear to my heart because I'm fully going through it right now. Um, But we're going to be talking about all things post-grad, job searching, cold emails, finding job opportunities, LinkedIn, yada, yada, yada. The list goes on. The kind of overarching theme here is going to be what in the world do you do as a creative when you graduate college and yeah, that's really the question. The question is, what in the world do you do as a young creative when you graduate from college? Um, I personally have been out of school since 2022. So that's what, like a year and a half now? A year and a half? That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. About a year. No, no, no. Let me actually do the math on that. May, June, June, July, August, September. A year and four, four months, basic. So almost a year and a half. Yeah, I've been out of school for a year and a half now. I studied strategic communications and like social media when I was in college. So I kind of had a fairly clear idea of what I was going to study. I mean, yes, I did. Or what I was going to do. Yes, I did change my major three times. Yes, I did change my career path three times. But it's actually funny because everything that I changed my major to in college or what I eventually ended up doing was just a culmination of all the different major changes. So like, for instance, I started off as journalism and now I am writing, I'm doing like copywriting and stuff like that sometimes in my job. I think there were a lot of things when I graduated that I'm, I'm still kind of sifting through because like I said, this podcast is for young creatives, but it's also by young creatives, meaning like I'm in the same boat as a lot of people that are listening right now. Maybe you graduated 
in May and you're kind of figuring out, you know, what your path is. Maybe you've been graduated for a bit now and you're in a job, but you're still kind of, you know, trying to figure out what exactly do I want my creative career to look like. And so we're going to get into that today. I'm really excited. First, I want to start off with a few things that I've kind of learned since graduating. First of all, putting yourself out there is so important, especially in college. But it matters, I feel like a lot, I won't say a lot more, but it matters just as much once you graduate. Now, putting yourself out there can look a lot different to a lot of different people. So let's say like you're at an event and you meet other creatives or something like that and you see someone that who's maybe you maybe you like their outfit and but you're trying to use that outfit you know that outfit compliment to like make that connection that's what I like to do I'm always like oh I love that fit and then it's always like oh my god thank you thank you thank you so much and then next thing you know we're following each other on instagram we're connecting that's a new connection but putting yourself out there is a very important in college but it also matters even more in post-grad because a lot of times putting yourself out there is going to be what gets you your next job or your next freelance opportunity or your next photography gig etc i think it can be nerve-wracking because you never want to feel i think a lot of people our age and like from other creatives I've talked to our age um, or in within Gen Z feel like networking feels almost like I don't want to say slimy but like it feels weird because you're like I don't want to just connect with this person just because I'm I'm trying to use them to get to a career and I want to preface like you should never use people like don't do that please don't just like become friends with someone just because it's like oh I can get something out of them But I don't think there's anything wrong with connecting with a person because you admire their work and you would love to work with them one day. I think if you frame it like that rather than what can I get out of this person and frame it what can I learn from this person or what community can I build with this person, it kind of changes your perspective on networking because I do agree that oftentimes people use networking as a way to just get to know people for the wrong reasons, they use them, etc. Like, you know, we've we've all seen it before. But I think there is a healthy way to do and like an honoring way to do networking that's not just using someone. Um, So I think, yeah, figure, trying to navigate, try and navigate like what kind of communities and what kind of projects do you may want to build with this person. So let's say for me, I follow a lot of um, like either photographers, people that have their own magazines or like creative directors or people that do like content creation or people that work in fashion, just like basically a um what's the word spectrum of um different types of creators that like one day I would love to work with and I think by kind of starting that relationship and starting those relationships deeming people like hey love your work you're connecting with them on a level that's not just surface like hey let's connect you're actually building a relationship I mean that's how that's how friendships start you know you become friends with a creative then one day who knows like if you work together or that person could be you could meet them for a project or vice versa um so yeah I think just when it comes to putting yourself out there focus on relationship building focus on building a relationship with people that you want to work with people that you want to connect with and don't just focus so much on I want to work with this person another lesson I've learned everyone has different seasons than you do not allow comparison to be the thief of your joy I think it is so easy especially in today's digital internet age where you see 
another person your age and they're a famous like they're famous creative or they have all these crazy opportunities or they're doing things that you think that you should be doing or you wish that you were doing you know how it goes I think comparing yourself to other people's journey is just diminishing everything you've accomplished diminishing like what you've been called to and what you've been used for um it's so easy to just like I don't know it's so easy to just doubt like I've even doubted myself when I graduated and I kept thinking like and I was like praying and I was thinking and I was like oh my goodness like what am I doing like I am 20 what was I 22 I just graduated school like I need to be doing this this and the third like what did I do in college was any of it like what did I do in college and then I had to think back and I was like all right pause first of all what are you comparing yourself to who are you comparing yourself to who is putting this pressure on you because this pressure was not coming from any outside source it was literally coming internally because my parents weren't like oh man Victoria like you graduated and like Mm, like you don't have anything lined up yet like oh failure or like my friends weren't looking at me like oh well like looks like looks like Victoria's gone down the drain it was so easy to think like that because I didn't have some like fancy thing lined up that my successes in college or even like how far even getting a diploma didn't feel important like graduating college is a is a big deal it's a it's pretty it's pretty big deal you know and I think if you continue yeah like if you compare yourself to other people's journey you're just going to diminish your own and so don't allow comparison to like what's the word I'm looking for don't allow comparison to control how you operate because that is just it's going to cause you to like do things and go places that are not for you that you're not like you're that you're literally not supposed to, like it's going to call you to places that you're not supposed to be going you know like I think jealousy and comparison can lead you to do some really silly things whether that's like taking a job just to take a job just to say that you have a job also I want a quick disclaimer that I'm not speaking necessarily to creatives who you know need a job um and don't really have the like privilege to kind of be picky with their job choices and the jobs that they're you know entering into because I do think this job market is extremely difficult and extremely hard and it honestly sometimes feels impossible to find work that you truly fully love but I do think this is more so for people who maybe you just graduated and you feel like you have to rush into the workforce because you know you feel like your peers are farther ahead of you or you're seeing people live these lives and have these careers and have these jobs and you feel this need to catch up to them or you don't have to do that you should not just take you know a job or just rush into your career simply because you feel like that's you know what everyone else is doing so that's what I'm gonna do I think that can quickly lead to not only being dissatisfied in the work that you do but it can also lead to burnout because you're starting to do things and work at different places and um, just accelerate your career at a pace that is unhealthy and honestly is not beneficial to your career overall 
I think if you rush into something and um, you rush into it with the idea that like I have to do this or else you know people are going to think this about me or people you should never ever take a job um, based on the perceptions others may have of your career or the perceptions others um, may have of the work that you do don't just you know go on any and every little project and do things that you would never do in a million years but you just want to build your portfolio don't do that like that is just that's not you should not op- do not let comparison control how you operate that's all that's that's enough said my dishwasher's done one second let me turn her off or she's gonna literally beep forever dishwasher all right thank you girl for letting me know off Ooh, it's like smoky does anyone else's dishwasher sing a little song for them like and comment if you agree all right back to my cozy couch another question i got a lot um also follow rookie year the pod on instagram at rookie year podcast but one question i got a lot about is how to find job opportunities post-grad and i'm going to tell you guys a little story so i currently am a full-time social media producer at an agency that is amazing i love my job if any of my coworkers are listening to this please know that like i like i love my job and i love y'all thank you so fun fact about me yes this is my this is my second full-time job since graduating when i graduated i um actually moved across the country which i feel like that'll one day be another episode but i moved across the country by myself didn't know a lot of people i moved to austin i got a job there it wasn't the best fit for me so i ended up leaving i moved back home for a bit and kind of got back on my feet and was like okay like i kept thinking to myself like what do i want a new job just because there were things in my previous job that were not the best fit for me and i wanted to kind of figure out what I really wanted before entering into a new job because I do think that I entered into the job market not really knowing what I wanted to do which is okay I learned a lot from my first role but then my second role I was like okay these are the things that I want um and so before you I would say before you start looking for job opportunities what you need to do is you shouldn't look for a full-time job opportunity until you like written out your values your goals and your expectations for your new job also you need to have like a list of non-negotiables i think it's really important when you're searching for a job to know what you want because if you don't know what you want you might get into something that like is not the best fit for you and it's no fun like leaving a job or having to like keep transitioning a lot which like there's nothing wrong with you know not liking a job and going to a new one but i do think some of the like stresses can be avoided just a little bit when you make it very clear what you want and so maybe i like i personally have a career journal and i have goals for myself and my career now these there's not really like some people do five-year plans i like to do five-year stuff just because i do like to think like oh cool but it also might be more feasible to do like one to two years just because the job market is changing and people change and life changes um and so for me i have a lot of things like what is my ultimate goal so like right now i'm a social media producer at a marketing agency but then i write out like my current role and then what i aim to be at in you know two four or five years 
So I wrote, I write out my goals. I write out where I see myself. Um, so for me, I want to be a creative director one day. Um, so what, you know, in what capacity, like I want to be a creative director either for like a brand or an agency, not really sure yet, still figuring that out as we all are, but kind of just seeing like, okay, what, what do I want to be doing? And then kind of figuring out, okay, well, what do I need to do to get there? So for me, it's like different skills that I want to hone in on. Maybe you're someone who wants to be like a videographer for like a company, but like you want to be big time. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you have goals for your business. Maybe you're a creative director, or you're a model or whatever. Think about where you want, where you want to get to. And then that'll help you kind of see what kind of roles are going to help you get to that. So for me, wanting to be a creative director, wanting to also kind of like work in the social media world, I knew that a social media job where I'm also able to like creative di- creatively direct, produce, con- content create, etc. would be good for me. And then also just like, what are your expectations for your new jobs? What are things you value in a company? Maybe you want a company that's a little bit more established. Maybe you want to work for a newer company. The list goes on of things that you could want. And I'm not saying you're going to get every single thing you want in your first or second or third job, but I think it is good to have a foundation of the things you want. Um, And then, yeah, like what are things that you're not willing to negotiate? So maybe it's like benefits, like my job has to have these benefits. Maybe it's pay, maybe it's PTO time, maybe it's, I don't know, like leadership or whatever. It could whatever you consider a non-negotiable write it out once you've written out your goals and your expectations and your non-negotiables and your values and everything else like then you can start looking at companies that kind of relate or work in those fields or have good reviews etc that like kind of show that that company values the same things or they have the same goals you start looking at positions differently because you start thinking how is this ultimately going to get me to where i want to be now, I'm about to tell y'all a LinkedIn hack um, that is like, I don't know if this is a hack or just something that I found to be useful. But when I was in my job search, one thing I would do is I would go on LinkedIn and I would, I would look at like big, big companies, like huge, like, what's the word? Like, I don't know what the word is, but just like huge companies, like your Apples, your Googles, or like beauty industry, like your Sephora's, your Condé Nast, like the biggest brands within industries. And then what I would do is I would look at the, there's like a tab on LinkedIn that says, um, what does it say? It says like similar companies are like similar to this company. And a lot of times it'll show you smaller companies that are in that industry and what I would do is I would go to those smaller companies. I would connect with, let's say they're like marketing director. And by smaller, I mean like usually less than like 100 or like less than a 75 employees. I would connect with different people in their company. And then I would either find that person's email or I would LinkedIn message them saying, hey, like looking to connect, would love to learn more about either what you do, learn more about your role, learn more about your company, just like kind of putting some feelers out there it's kind of like a cold email but kind of less like asking for a job and more like I want to connect with you because I'm interested in what you do and I'm interested in your company this is kind of a great way I feel like to not only connect with people within the industry that you want to work with but also I think connecting with these smaller companies kind of gives you a feel of like let's say you do want to work for a huge company like Condé Nast one day or like um like Sephora or like a huge beauty brand. 
like Mac or something. Or maybe it's like the NBA you want to work for. Instead of like going directly to the NBA, maybe you're going to like a smaller like sports management company or a sports publication. Or for beauty, maybe you're going to a smaller beauty brand or a more like just like just smaller companies, I think. Or even let's say you want to work in like the wellness industry. Maybe it's not, you know, a huge like wellness company yet, but you're going to like the smaller wellness brands or the smaller agencies, etc. Um, I think that's a great way to kind of get your foot in the door. But yeah, I don't know if that's like a hack or not, but I thought that was really cool because I was like, oh, like I'm, I might not be able to connect directly to like this head of marketing at Conde Nast, but I might be able to like connect with a smaller, you know, media company or a smaller beauty brand or a small, smaller wellness brand who's looking to kind of, you know, help your creatives in this industry and get into this industry but maybe they're not, you know, like they're more accessible. Is They're a lot more accessible than those larger brands. So that's a LinkedIn hack. Don't say I never taught you anything, but very fun. I think it's a, a, just a great way to connect with people. Another thing, cold emailing. I will always like advocate for cold emailing because that's literally how I got the job that I have now. Um, basically what I did is after I kind of, figured out my goals and my expectations for jobs and went through LinkedIn looking for different companies. I started looking up just different agencies, different creative agencies. I think I found the email like online. Yeah, I found the email online and I literally just emailed them and it was great. It was really great. And now I have a job. So that's awesome. But I think cold emailing and there's an art to it. And I definitely want to like get more into that on the rookie year, like Instagram, kind of like sharing some resources. The bread and butter to it is introduce yourself, what you want, why you want it and why you like kind of deserve it or like what qualifications you have that like qualify you for that job. And then what you could like the value that you could add to the company or the kind of role you want to play with the company or the role you want to be in with the company that you are you know working with or want to work with and then you say thank you kind regards looking forward to hearing back from you and you send it off I don't think we should be scared to send a cold email because the worst response you can get back is no or no response and none of those are bad it's just a redirection to wherever you're going to next. So I would say cold email. I would say look up templates. Um, I think there's a ton of great templates online. And always include your portfolio. Always include your most updated resume. Always say like, you know, these are the roles I'm interested in, but I'm looking, but I'm also, I could also be interested in and then list other kinds of roles. I think it's worth it to just like research a company. Maybe you're looking like, you know, what other employees say before you i think it's really important lastly this is actually really funny in my notes i said don't choose a job based on the vibes research the company pookie (laughs) anyways um i feel like a lot of people you just people that i know have entered into jobs with companies like big companies i won't like name names or whatever but like i know a lot of people that have like entered a job and they're and they think you know oh this company's so cool this company's so awesome they do such great work but then they entered to the company and like because they didn't research former employees or maybe even like checking glass door reviews like 
basically basically seeing you know what the company culture is like what the company you know is like as a whole they end up just being miserable at their job and I think you know sometimes it's not avoidable sometimes you don't know and I think the biggest lesson I've learned in my rookie year is that you really have to lean into your community when it comes to things like finding job and jobs and dealing with post-grad etc I think your community is so valuable even valuable outside of like helping you find work and finding connections I think it's just really important to not be not feel so alone in this time of your life and I have a lot of long distance best friends I think literally most of my best friends do not live near I have one like bestie that lives in like what does she live like 10 minutes from me but other than that the girls are elsewhere and that's okay like a lot of my friends live in different cities different states they live far and even then though I still Mm -hmm. keep in check and keep in on tabs with my community because you never know if they're struggling with the same thing I've had friends that have also you know changed jobs within their first year of graduating and you know, maybe are looking for new opportunities, etc. But we've all been able to connect over that and kind of voice our concerns with each other, voice our concerns about the job industry and the creative industry and kind of where we want our careers to take us. And it's been so great to have that community, even if they're not in my city. Also, asking for help doesn't make you weak. Like, say it with me, guys. Asking for help does not make you weak. I think so often we are nervous to ask a connection about you know a new opportunity or even at our own jobs we're nervous to ask for help but there's no use struggling in silence because you're not going to learn you're not going to grow doing that and then my last thing kind of silly but delete social media if you need to i think if you're constantly comparing yourself to people online and you're constantly seeing other people's success and it's causing you to just like doubt yourself delete social media delete instagram delete tiktok take a break do what you need to do because that's that's not going to be fun it's not going to help you grow if it's not helping you grow let it go say it with me like i i just think it can be such a hindrance to growth and if it's like take a week take a month take however long you need um but yeah let it go Thank you guys so much for joining me on episode one of the Rookie Year podcast. Same time next week for episode two.